Thank you, Miss Deb and Art and the band and Pastor Mark and our sound crew and the greeters and the folks who make the donuts happen. Welcome. I'm Pastor Melinda, and I get to be one of your uh, pastors. Um, and I'm going to read the Gospel of John this morning. This is uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And that ends the reading of the Gospel of John this morning. And some of you may be familiar with that Gospel reading. I know I had to memorize that, and I did macaroni art with John 3.16 for sure. I know I did macaroni art with John 3.16. Yeah, not enough macaroni art. Maybe that's what the sermon should be. We need more macaroni art in the world, and life would be so much better. Oh. Or mac and cheese. Well, I don't know. My house, we have mac and cheese like almost every night, so I think we've got plenty going on. But. All right. So this morning, um, I might get a little real with church this morning. Um, there's been a lot going on in the world, and a lot... A lot of pain in the world and a lot of pain in our Los Altos church family. And this is when church really gets real, my friends. The Parkland, Florida uh, headlines kept flashing through. And now that I have like four or five different devices, I get, you know, headlines on four different devices and four different things. And, and, and then I get somebody saying, oh, did you hear? And oh, did you hear? And oh, did you hear? And as they, as it all came around again. I just was kind of honestly overwhelmed by the sheer amount of profound and utterly senseless loss. More pain from more people, and maybe, like you, my sort of response, my thought was that kept come up in my head is, my God, when will this ever end? When will this ever end? And as I carried that thought through the hours and days that continued, I found myself remembering a few words from a man whose name is Peter Lambs. Peter is the father of Adam Lambs, who was the perpetrator of the Sandy Hook uh, massacre. And this is what Peter said. These words, these are what come to me. They were simple, but they were really kind of prophetic. He said, my son Adam, his act conveyed a message. I carry profound hurt. I'll go ballistic and I'll transfer that to you. And at some point, I recalled hearing very similar words from the father of Omar Mateen, who is the perpetrator of the violence in Orlando. And this is what Omar's father said. I did not know, and I did not understand that he has anger in his heart. 
Church, if I could, I would go to Congress and you bet that I would fight for measures to enact gun safety. You bet that I would be a voice and a presence to enact laws that would work steadfastly and assuredly for the protection of our children and God's people everywhere, throughout our schools and our streets and our homes. But here's the reality that I know. I'm not going to be invited to craft legislation. I'm not going to be invited to cast my vote on the Senate floor. And even though I do plan to show up for that, uh, the March 24th march, March for Our Lives, and there's one in Long Beach, there's one in LA, there's one that's happening all over the country, and so I invite church, go online, find out, show up, be present, bring somebody with you. Political legislation is not the particular path that God has called for me. It's likely, well, there's some of you who may not be true, but it's likely that it's not the path for most of us. But I'm here to say that God has laid out a path for you and for me. God's done that. And that, oh church, that is the path of love. That's the path of love. That's our path. And that has been paved for millennia. And while that may seem simple and idealistic and unrealistic, and I know our civic and political systems, they're not looking to love for the answers. Jesus did. God does. And we of the church of Jesus, the church of God, that's where we look for answers as we look to love. And the, ancient author, the ancient author of Psalms knew that. And here's Psalm uh, 107 again. And thank you, Miss Deb. That was, that was great. This was written two or three hundred years before the birth of Christ, so we are talking several millennia. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Will you read this part with me? Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. The author of the Gospel of John couldn't share any more clearly in our reading this morning. Here's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The path of love is our answer every time, all the time. And especially in this time of confusion and hurt and pain, now, I know, I know that many of us are hurting. I can see it in faces. I get it in emails. Pastor Mark and I hear it in text, and we see it online and in memorial services that just keep coming. We are all journeying in a time of immense loss. Parkland, Florida, Long Beach, California, we are mourning deep, an impactful loss in our nation and world and here in our church family. And in times of hurt, in times of mourning, it's natural, it's okay that we turn inward for a time. And it's even natural to have a sense of hopelessness or why bother. I was up in the summit. I'm, folks may not know where the summit is. It's a, a big 
uh, room, two rooms above the preschool, and that's where our youth ministries sort of have their focal points where we go on Wednesday nights, and if we have lock-ins, we go to the summit. And I was up there picking up a bunch of stuff, and I saw some signs from a different vigil against violence from San Bernardino in 2015. Youth and I and uh, adult leaders, we went and we did a candlelight vigil in downtown Long Beach. And I thought to myself, one of your pastors thought, this is endless. I don't know. I, I just... I... But it is in that vein of feeling that the cycles of violence and pain and loss, that they're endless or they're, that why bother comes in, that sense of there's no way I can do anything to enact the end of this pain. It's in that feeling that there exists not one thing that I can do to even be a catalyst, to even help the light break in. It's into that dark place as a nation, as a culture, as a church, that we read the wisdom of the Holy Scripture this morning. It is into that dark place of grief and loneliness and some fear, some despondency, that I stand here with you today to share that it is also in our deepest sorrow and despondency that God enters still, and that maybe only God can ever enter into those deepest, darkest places. For I know that I alone, I'm not going to change the laws of the nation. I'm not, I'm not even going to say I have the wisdom to do that, because I don't. I'm not going to enact laws that shift our addiction to violence or that reroute our healthcare system to invest heavily and deeply and proactively into the mountain range of mental illness that we need to address as legitimately as it does physical illness. On my own, I'm not going to move God's people into opening our hearts to people of other faiths, of other traditions. But I do know this from Psalm 107. God's steadfast love endures forever. And I know this from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I know that God loves me. I know that God loves you. And I know from the bottom of my heart and my soul that there is more power in that love than any act of Congress, than any media headline, and, that, and then any economic upswing. People, for literally, for the love of God, stop relying on power structures that have at their roots financial gain and start, let us start trusting in the love of God and the ways of Jesus Christ to guide us to where we spend our time, how we spend our time, where we show up, and how we act when we show up. We are in such a time of loss and pain and in the middle of Lent. It's like God had a plan. In the middle of Lent, here we are. It's like we are really wandering in that desert. Adrift a little bit on that sea in search of our collective community's way of life. 
but as one of your pastors, I am here to remind us all, me included, Mark included, that we have a way forward. We have endless life. We have it already. We're going to celebrate Easter in a few weeks. Jesus is risen. I can't really say that in Lent, but Jesus is risen. We have endless life. And this Lent, it is our call to remember how unfathomably deep God's love is, how encompassing and healing the ways of Christ can be. And when I talk about love and God's love, and lest you think that I'm just a dreamer and I'm just, woo, she went to seminary and is love and love. Allow me to, just a moment to sort of walk us through a little bit and give us some concrete action. I know we have engineers here, I know. Don't always speak engineer talk, so I'm going to try. Uh, what does it mean to know and practice God's steadfast love as a disciple of Christ? What does a life look like living in that steadfast love? Well, I got three simple steps. Name it, lament, and then just show up. So the first piece, and this might be the hardest one, honestly, is we name our pain. What is hurtful right now? Where does your heart cry out? For what? For whom? We name it. We say it out loud. We breathe it out. And we just let it be. Next, we lament. There's an entire book of lamentations that we actually never even read in the lectionary. There's an entire book there. It's a practice of who we are. We allow ourselves space to cry, to scream, to stomp, to be angry, to be frustrated at injustice and at the pain that we are experiencing. We lament. And then, people. Maybe actually during one and two, we just show up. It is in our hurt, it is in our lament and struggles that God shows up again and again. It is in that lament and that pain that God invites us into community with one another. I can't help but ask myself, who in our community carries profound hurt? Who carries anger in their hearts? And what a difference it can and will make when that angry, hurtful soul knows there's someone who cares. Not someone who's going to solve their problem, but someone who might, over a meal or laugh or singing a song together, someone who might share their grief, might share their anger or hurt for a moment, might help lighten the load for a time. Church, do you know what haunts me? What haunts me is not who's going to get access to a weapon that they shouldn't have or the license. No, what haunts me is the multitude of children, youth, adults, and elders who are lonely. That's what haunts me. Who feel that they have nowhere to belong. Who have been told or sensed that they don't fit in or there's no room at the table, that they have no voice that somehow they feel or see a world around them that they're not good enough for. And that nightmare that haunts me, in that nightmare, little old me, I can make a difference. 
because God loves me and God loves you, God loves every single, every single soul. And that includes everyone who might be forlorn or lonely or hopeless or despondent, socially awkward, mentally ill, gun-carrying, gun-protesting, conservative, progressive, border-loving, border-protesting, child millennial. God loves me and God loves you, O oh people. And we, together, we together can make a difference in just showing up, in just showing up. What haunts me is knowing that hundreds of people had interaction with Nicholas Cruz and Adam Lance and Omar Mateen. We have and continue and always will have the role of being in relationship with one another. We have the job of showing up and showing God's love in that relationship, of helping someone grieve, of listening to a struggle, of walking a baby, of hearing someone's rant about an injustice they've incurred, or celebrating a birthday or a life milestone. We're going to celebrate the carpenters when they get their driver's license. Josh and Jordan, we are going to give you a magnet at everyone's end, and we're going to show up to that. I'm excited for them to drive. Bob, are you excited for them to drive? <laughs> Maybe you guys aren't, but Bob and I are. We're really excited. Our response to the love that's been poured upon us may lead us to Congress to act in a law or two, or it may very well transform a life. But right now, right here, oh church, as we name what's going on, as we lament and grieve and scream in anger at what's going on, our call is to just show up and live together. Show up Wednesday night, show up to your small group, join us in worship, come and be with that dang donkey, which I'm so excited about on Palm Sunday. Who doesn't get excited about a donkey? Let's celebrate the donkey. Let's show up. Because you and I, we're going to enjoy that donkey together, right? We show up to be in community, to hear one another's lament, to grow together with children and youth and young adults of this church and model for them, for us, for one another, for the person who walked through the door today, what it means to be a loving disciple of Christ who knows God's steadfast love. That is more powerful than any single human law ever. That is the law that is inscribed on my heart and inscribed on yours, showing up because we know God loves us. That changes lives. That transforms the world we live in. That manifests the love of God. And that, Los Altos, that is how we walk as disciples of Christ. Name it, lament, and then just show up. Amen. Uh, I'm going to do something a little different today. Um, I feel like every Sunday I say that, but... Um, this morning, as sort of a response to the scripture readings, as a response to what may be going on with you right now, or in the world, or in our church community, Pastor Mark and I are going to be offering prayers of healing. Uh, we will be at either side here. It's okay. We don't need the map. It's all good. We also had, we had an, a map, too. You guys will just have to come back and find out what the map was about. Um, but this morning, 
Pastor Mark and I will be in front, and Emilio play some music and John Michael for us. And if you would like a, a prayer, um, if you would like, we have some oil. We can anoint just a little cross on your hand or on your forehead, um, some healing oil. Um, you can also just come up and just stand and be present with one of us, and we will say a prayer for you. Or you could just let us know if there's something in particular that you would like prayer for. Um, if you don't feel called to come up, I'd invite you to um, remain seated and, and pray uh, for our world, for loss, and for the energy to show up. All right, Pastor Mark.